Welcome to the Authors Who Lead podcast. This podcast is dedicated to you, people who want to be inspired by authors, leaders, and the messages they share. This is such an important podcast to us because we help uncover what goes on behind the scenes when authors are writing their book. We talk about the process. We talk about where they get big ideas, and you can listen in on those conversations. We can't wait for you to join us. So let's get started. What does it take to write a book that really matters? I want to know from you what you think is the most important thing about writing a book. Do you think it's getting a good idea? Is it your expertise and knowledge? Or is it something else? I want to try to convince you today that books aren't words. I know that's a strange concept, but hang on for a second. Let's hear me out. If books aren't words, then what are they? I mean, they seem like words. You open them, there's plenty of them there. But what if books are simply ideas, messages meant for you, conversations that use words in a written form, but really books are about deeper things and we're just using words to express them because maybe we can't have a hundred people in our living room every day talking to us, or maybe because no one has five hours to sit and listen to you day after day. It'd be hard to communicate with that many people at once. Yes, there are mediums now that allow you to create a channel on YouTube or something like this, but what's interesting about a book is that they convey deeper messages. Unlike research papers that maybe you wrote for school to get a grade, there's something deeper when you write a book. And a book that's really great is really about something that you see that's unique in the world that perhaps other people just stepped over. I always equate writing a book or finding the right message for a book about finding the smallest idea possible that nobody else is talking about, or at least not in the way you're talking about it. That's what makes a great book. Hey, did you notice this? That this is the way the world is? And someone might say, I never thought of that this way. That's the unique message. That's what makes it awesome. Because if you help someone take an idea away and they're able to implement it, hold on to it, carry it, then you know you have a book that's a good one. Most authors try to overstuff books with information, kind of to prove that we're worthy. Or in the case of a research paper, prove our point. Here's the evidence that what I'm saying is true. But as you know, you could probably get evidence to prove just about any point you want. So not that you shouldn't do research or even include research in your book. I'm just saying, no, that that's not what makes them great. If it did, we'd all go to university libraries at the end of a semester and wait for all the books that students chuck away when they're done. Because we don't read textbooks from experts to learn information, right? We go look for books that have a person's viewpoint and we trust them because they say, here's who I am. Here's how I came to know this or here's why it matters. That's really what we're looking for when we're reading books. We're looking for opportunities, opportunities to connect, to be understood, and yes, to know things or learn things. But if you can let go of the idea that writing a book is like writing a research paper for school, you'll start to make some headway. Think about it. Think about all the papers you wrote for school. How many of them started out with, let's first figure out who you are and why you're the person to write this paper. Let's figure out what you really care about and what you have to say in the world. I never had a single teacher or professor say that to me. And maybe you had a great school or a great teacher, or maybe you even took a great class like creative writing, and that was something that made it different. Those things, those particular things help you understand how important writing for yourself is. Because if you don't have a transformation during the writing, then the likelihood of an author helping others is pretty slim. Think about if you're wanting to help someone, which is something I hear from authors a lot when I'm coaching them, what do you want this book to do for you? And they'll tell me, well, it's not about me. It's really about the reader. And that's true. Your book isn't intended for you. It is intended for a reader. 
But what do you hope happens as a result? Do you hope that you can release a message you've been hanging on to? Do you want to make an impact? I hope you do. I hope you want to make a movement with your message, meaning I hope that you want to have people take action, maybe rally behind the cause, or at least be more whole, happy, or whatever the point of your book is. If you have that focus, you'll really transform as you write it. The only person's transformation, though, that you can really ever count on or even influence is your own. So my hope is that you got to think about what is it that I'm hoping to grow into? Where is it that I'm growing as a person or in this message? And why am I the unique one to give it? Finding your own uniqueness is not as easy as it might sound. And unique doesn't mean your successes. Unique might mean even your flaws or the things that you don't do well or the things you stumbled with before you got where you are now. Think about writing a book is about helping your message resonate with different people in a way that makes them feel like they know you and can trust you. It's not like a research paper that only one person is going to read and give you a mark. It's different. So sure, you can write a book that helps just one person. I hope that one person is you. But write a book that helps a type of person, not just a single person, and you'll find much more success. A single person can help a lot of people. But if your goal is to just help one person, then I suggest you maybe go out your door, knock on your neighbor's door, and say, hey, I want to help you today. Is there something I can do? And maybe they'll say, you know, it'd be great if you can help me carry my trash to the curb. That might be what they say. But the goal isn't to just help one person if you're writing a book. And if your goal is to write and help one person, I suggest maybe you do something else and not write a book. It takes a lot of courage to put yourself on the page. I want you to have an impact on the world. And to do so, you have to know what makes you unique. And my friend, dear friend, Jada Selner, who's been on the show many times talking about her book writing process, has constantly told me, Azul, there are no unique messages only unique messengers. And I want you to remember that because if you're not worried about the content or the thing inside of the book that makes you great, it's more about what makes you who you are. Then you don't have to worry about making a mistake. And books, if they're not words, are not the thing you're trying to convince. It's the simple idea that they can carry away when they're standing in line. Think about the times when you have seen people discuss books. They often just mention the title and that's enough for people. Or they'll say, yeah, this book has helped me done this. I've read this book and it's helped me lose weight even without dieting. you are like, oh, is that right? What's this book called? That's how simple books are. They're not complex. The details on the inside is basically helping you, convincing you to make your step forward. They can't teach you everything that they know or books would be volumes and volumes, but they're trying to take you some action. And that's what's amazing about a book. They represent a truth. The words are pointing to a truth. They aren't necessarily all the truth or everything, But what makes a book great is the fact that you can walk away from it and remember it and take action. The majority of people don't finish books they buy, even best-selling books, even New York Times best-selling books. Think about the books that sit by your bedside that maybe you purchased or on your Kindle and ask yourself, have I read every book I purchased? Even the ones I really was excited to, to read. The answer usually is no. But often even just reading some of it will start to elicit changes in your heart and your mind and the way you see the world. That's the power of a book. And that's why I say there aren't just words. Books are bigger than that. And you can get closer and closer to helping someone the more vulnerable you become. I'm not talking about vulnerable where you just share all your stuff, your dirty laundry, air it out so that people know everything about you. Vulnerability is about just being honest. If, for example, like me, I'm a writing coach, I help people write books and draw the messages out of them. But you know what? It's really hard for me to write, probably because I'm dyslexic and words move when I write or even when I read. I am not the person you would probably think that would be a book coach. I don't have a degree in English, and I I don't really understand all the grammatical rules sometimes. Even though I taught English in middle school, there's still a lot to learn. But it's not great words that make a book great. It's the person's ability to show the world through their eyes. And that's what you need to do. 
You need to show the world through your eyes. What makes you the person to tell them these things? It's not your expertise alone. It's got to be more. And I want you to think about those things. Think about deeply about the things that are in your world that you could share that would help someone understand that you're the right guide. Ironically, when I finally got honest with myself and accepted my dyslexia was probably I was already 10 or so years into my teaching. I had to tell my class one day that I didn't have to, what I wanted to, to say, look, I want to put a check mark on the board here. It was a whiteboard at the time. And I said, this check box is my spell check, which means you can correct my spelling whenever you want. Just know that I will spell very simple words wrong one day and write another. I may not be able to read words. They'll move around. And when I'm reading to you, you might notice it'll make sense. But if you're following along, that there's something missing or I've skipped a word. Don't take it for a lack of a sign of intelligence. Just realize my brain doesn't work the same way as a lot of people. And my spelling ability isn't equal to my ability to think or be present or to share. And that was really hard to tell students, 12-year-old students, that you can't spell. In fact, many of them were better spellers than I was. But the result was that people started to ask me questions about it. And students felt more vulnerable in their writing because I was being vulnerable as their teacher. It wasn't going to change the way I taught them or what I expected of them, but it really started to open their heart up to realizing that sometimes their weaknesses can be their strengths. And it was amazing to watch students change. Well, think about the person you're learning from. A vulnerable person is an honest person. doesn't mean they don't have expertise or aren't doing things that are great, but it really feels good to follow somebody who's actually telling the truth, telling this is who I am. And so you staying on your learning path, learning about yourself, learning about your weaknesses, learning about your strengths, sharing them with the world is vital to helping people understand why you're here writing this book for them. It's important for them to know that all roads that point back to you aren't the answer. You're just sharing your experience, your knowledge, your understanding. So if you want to write a book that matters, one of the things I suggest you do is sit down and look at your life. Think of all the things that make you who you are. Steven, my, I call him Steven because that's my endearing name for him, but Steve, He's the co-founder of Authors Who Lead and my partner in life and in business and husband. And he created a beautiful activity where we ask our authors to create a lifeline or they write their earliest memories up until this moment. And they kind of mark time by saying, what are the highs and lows in your life? What things brought you complete joy or were blissful and what things kind of brought you kind of down? And most people think that their success or their book should be filled with all the highs, all their accolades, their achievements, their knowledge. But when you don't have anything on the bottom side, it's it's disproportionate. So you have to be willing to be honest with some of the things that made it hard for you to be who you are. Because as I tell my authors, we are not made up of our highs and lows in life. You certainly aren't defined by your failures. And you're definitely not all just successes and perfect accolades. We're made up usually of the distance in between those two things. But we forget because we spent so much time clawing our way to the top that we forgot to even remember what it was like, or we've fallen so far from a height to some despair, losing a family member, losing a job, whatever, that we forget what happened on the way down. So we have to evaluate ourselves clearly. So if you can take the time to evaluate all the things that make you who you are, both good and bad, you might find out that the things that got you to the place you are now has a lot more value to people than just how great being there is. That's what honesty can do to to a reader. It can make them see how different things can be if you just give them a chance. So I want you to think about these things. Think about how you can help people, but more importantly, what you want your book to do for you. Writing a book that matters is all about you realizing, does it matter to me and why? 
Yes, you can write a book to help your business. I suggest you do. Writing a book about your business life or what you do as a coach or your business or your success or whatever it is you're doing, important. I'm not suggesting you don't write that book. I'm just suggesting that you write it honestly from the heart that only you can tell the story. Only you can share this message. You were put on this earth for a reason. And it doesn't matter. There's 400 million people who are, quote, just like you. The truth is you're the only one. And if you don't share this book, no one else can. Even if they share the same topic, they won't share it like you will with your truth. And so letting out a book has more to do with thinking about your own lens than having a good book idea. As a publishers, we're always looking for great book ideas to publish. And to be truthful, we're not always sure where those books are. They might be someone who's never written a book in their life. It might be someone with a unique story or a powerful message. These are the things that are really useful. But sometimes we can get lost. We can think that if we prove ourselves on the page, that's what will make books great. And that's not necessarily true. You can't decide or define what people think of your book. That's totally up to them. It's up to them to decide if they like it. It's up to them to decide if they review it well. It's not up to you. But certainly you can be the one to decide, how honestly can I write this book? With how much truth? With how much of my uniqueness? That's up to you. You can choose to write 500 words a day. That's up to you. But how it goes after that really isn't up to you. Yes, marketing a great book can help it do really well. And I hope that you will take the time to market the book and not just throw it out into the wind and say, hope someone finds it. Because that's like dropping something into a sandbox and saying, well, I hope my uh, partner finds that for me. The chances are really slim. It's much easier if you set it somewhere and say, I left it right there for you. Can you go get it? Oh, that's what marketing does. It helps people find it who are looking for it. But it isn't going to make the message any better or any more honest if you don't show up. That's in your control. Had a great conversation with an editor that I work with a lot named Ann. You can listen to that episode. We talk about what the challenge is, and we really do talk about this vulnerability that's missing in a lot of books. I would say truth, the, act, the truth. And I know that truths can be a, a strange word, but I mean, do we get to see you as who you are? Or are you hiding part of yourself because you're afraid that if they knew you, they might actually turn around? That's the vulnerable part. That's the vulnerable part about relationships, about growing as a person. Those things are true, but your relationship with your reader is a vulnerable one. It is an important one. And I know I'm making these bold claims and people say, well, what about these successful books that didn't have vulnerability in them? Like Atomic Habits, maybe it's not as vulnerable as it could be. I'm like, this is true. Maybe it isn't. But remember, people are looking for a solution from people that have been where they are so they can know this is my person. So don't always think that you know what will make an honest book, because I don't always know. But I do know telling the truth is one of the most important components of that. And who chooses to read it, why they choose to read it has nothing to do with you. And if you can do this with grace and dignity and stand firm in the fact that your message matters, and if you're clear on why you want to write a book and what you hope it does for you, you can achieve those outcomes. You really can. But you can't do it if you're deciding to write a book about information. Because we're drowning in information. There's so much information put out every day. Vlogs, YouTube videos, Instagram. Not to count all the millions of books that are published every year. There's so much out there. People are looking for something unique. They're looking for someone to follow, someone to trust, someone to surrender their beliefs to, someone to inspire them, someone to challenge them. And because there's so much information out there, they're trying to decipher, well, who is it that I give my attention to? Who is it should I value? 
And how do I know they're the right ones? Because every expert out there saying is my way is the right way. And rightfully so. They believe it is. It probably is for them. But you're going to have to figure that out on your own. Who is right for you has everything to do with why you trust them. I'll leave you with this. One of the biggest challenges I've had writing a book over the years has been the fact that I worry that maybe I won't do as well as I thought I could. That my vision for the book is bigger than I think I have the capacity to be able to do it. And if I don't do it well, then I'll be embarrassed or it'll get bad reviews. And that's kept me from writing lots of books that I had ideas for. But what I really want to do now is write books that are good for me, that I'm proud of, that I hope has and somehow will inspire others. If it does or doesn't, I can write more books and they can read more books. Maybe I ain't the perfect person for them at this time. But if I share my truth with the world, I know what will come back is honest relationships with readers who care to read more of your work because they trust you and they're going to continue to support you no matter what. And that's what I have to say today. I hope that you will write a book. I'm one of the people that believe everyone should write a book. Some people say, no, not everyone should. I think everyone should have the opportunity to say what they mean and put it on the page because so rarely were we ever asked, what do you care about? Who are you? Even when you get your job, they hire you based on all your grades, your, your performance, your other jobs. But very rarely do people really want to know who you are. So this is your chance. Tell the world who you are and why you're here. This is Azul Tronas. Thank you so much for listening to Authors Who Lead. I hope you'll join us. Join our programs that helps you write books. People just like you. Leaders who want to write a book to make a difference. And share their knowledge, their truth with the world. Thank you. Thank you for listening again to another episode of Authors Who Lead. We appreciate you being here and we hope you subscribe so you get this delivered to your device every week. And if you haven't left us a review, please do so. It really helps. And if you have a book in your heart, you've been wanting to write a book, please go to authorswholead.com and join us on this journey of becoming a published author. 